the impudence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall of those knuckleheads of liberty podcasters daring to voice opinions outside the mainstream of accepted thought. Listen, if you dare, it's angry, it's funny, it's even sometimes sad, but it's always based on freedom and justice, as you will see. Here's our host, Jason McPhee. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We are coming at you on June 8th, 2022. Somehow survived almost a year and a half of this crazy administration. And that's kind of a milestone for us as well, because our our show has Mm -hmm. actually hit 200 shows now. So that's uh, where we're at. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about in this show, just sort of. Uh, how we got here and uh, what are some of the interesting things we've done and maybe some of the interesting things we're thinking about doing in the future. And so with that, uh, let me introduce you to our panel. Um, Today, uh, we actually have our invisible hand, James Just, joining us from behind the scenes. So in our upper left-hand corner, it's our invisible hand, James Just, making all the stuff happen that, uh, uh, you know, that you see in front of you. Uh, In our upper right-hand corner, we have Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in Liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. In our lower left-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. He is a pilot in the state of California. My name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host today. So it's uh, episode 200, and uh, it seems to just flown by uh you know kind of like uh all this covid nonsense (laughs) and and that's sort of uh tied into how we got to be doing what we're doing here this show sprung out of covid Uh, some of us were working on libertarian counterpoint it's a long-running show out of sacramento um and we we had an issue where our studio was shut down and so we had to start figuring out how to do it remotely and so we started this uh uh podcast we didn't call it knuckleheads of liberty at first we just called it uh james what did we call it ccp libertarian counterpoint podcast yeah and then it, it took a while before we they realized what knuckleheads we were and that's when <laughs> we became the knuckleheads of liberty i guess uh um, well, I, I guess <laughs> uh, I, uh, I beg to differ I, I thought we were patterned after the the fantastic uh, 1930 vintage uh, motorcycle engine uh developed by harley davidson called the knucklehead that, uh, that's we are both we, we are still knuckleheads though once we start showing behind the scenes content you the world will see how big of knuckleheads we all really really are <laughs> fortunately <laughs> we always have bigger knuckleheads to talk about on this show <laughs> absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, they, they out knucklehead the knuckleheads yeah there you yeah. go there you go but you know, one one of the reasons we're doing this, and I guess we could all go around and kind of kick that topic around. But part of it's just the the craziness, all of the in, uh, infringements upon our liberties that we're all exposed to, and I think we're all just a bunch of normal guys who are all kind of like, "Wow, this is crazy!" All the stuff that's been happening to us. Uh, yes. I know that's that's kind of what's gotten me going. Uh, you know, you, you can't just sit on the sidelines anymore and and hope that things are going to get better uh, because they're clearly not. I, I, we've shown the, the whole uh, 
GDP uh, debt to GDP ratio, which is like scary levels. We've gone beyond World War II levels, which is just yes. insane. Yeah. It's over a hundred percent, and and our current administration <laughs> sees no reason to stop now. <laughs> so <laughs> just uh, keep going. So I, I think you know it's really scary things that we're looking at into the future, and 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 kind of things that you know in a libertarian world, you know where maybe you know, some social things that might just be choice where we'd be okay if we saw our neighbor doing it, as long as we're not forced to do it, a lot of us would be okay with it. But we're literally seeing scary social changes as well, just forced down our throats. So yes. um, what, what do you guys think about this? What, well, why are you guys doing this show? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, will, I will start and I tell you, I am doing this show. Uh, I want to spread the message of liberty. And Everything that I do on this show comes from the very concept that is in one of our founding documents, the Declaration of Independence, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, on, at the end of this show, you will hear that expression, and you'll also hear what I have added, now and forever, or now and for whatever, but you'll hear my ending. Always. But the point is, though, we always and forever exactly is the ending. The point is, though, we must spread the word of liberty. And we must spread the message of liberty. Jason, I'm sure you remember, and James, I'm sure you remember, we started this thing in a studio just before the pandemic took off. It was, I think it was the last Thursday in February of 2020. And after that, we were shut down. And one of you guys, I don't know which one of you guys came up with the idea, maybe we should go online and we pulled in Tim and we started and now we are 200 shows later. But the message of liberty is what's important. Life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness always and forever. We must spread that message and we must keep on going maybe for our next thousand shows. And I hope we do. Yeah, that's 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 great, Leon. And um that's that's good motivation right there to have uh, for doing this. But I just uh, thought ran across my mind. If we've done 200 shows, so we do once once a week, that's 52 weeks in a year. Twice a week, shows. Tim, we do two shows a week. Two shows a week. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. All right. One mic. <laughs> even, even at, see, I'm a knucklehead. So, see, there, uh, see, there we go. The the point. In the school. <laughs> We do 50, there's 52 weeks. We do two shows a week. That's 104 shows a year. So we've been doing this uh, around two years. Then, right? Yes, we have been. Yes. Two, two years. Oh, 2020. Fast 2020, time yes. flies. Yes. Yeah. And, and during that time, I spent um, <laughs> uh, over one month uh, <laughs> hospitalized and, and was off the show during that time. And yes. uh, with, with COVID, I caught the, I caught the uh, dreaded COVID. Um <clears throat> For, for better or for worse. Well, actually for worse. I don't think I could make that better. <laughs> you had it bad. <laughs> yeah, I had it bad. I had it real bad. Anyway, um, yeah, what you mentioned, Jason, about the um, the whole debt to uh, GDP ratio uh, being uh, having exceeded recently, having exceeded the, uh, the one during, or, uh, during and immediately following. Of course, they had to pay for it. Um, World War II is, is that um, during World War II, the whole dynamics were different. Um, a lot of that debt was uh, from Americans buying uh, war bonds. 
So the debt was not held by the central bank. It was not printed money. Uh, that was uh, like the ones, the stuff we have now. It was actually people digging into their savings and contributing to the war effort. Uh, so, um, and, and back in, in uh, that time leading up to the 1940s, because of the Great Depression, people's savings had gone up. Uh, they were uh, 25, on average 25% uh, across the board. So you can imagine, I mean, if you had 25% of your wealth in savings that, uh, you know, you'd be different from most Americans who have maybe a, a couple of weeks of, <laughs> of spending money in their savings, if that. And so um, the uh, the whole dynamics is, was completely different, not to mention the fact that there was a major world war they had to fight and, and you know, fund well, whether or not they had to, that's that's debatable, especially as a libertarian. But they had they they did they they funded it, and here we have nothing to show for it other than you know debt upon debt, uh, you know paying the interest on the debt and w what little there is right now, well below average numbers on on uh, interest rates. You, you have to, I think, compare. Uh, the difference is not just by the numbers of debt to GDP, but to show the seriousness of it, to do these comparisons yeah. to show that, I mean, we, we're way oh, and hold, and hold out on too. In, yeah. Well, or yeah. just while we're talking about it too, just to add to it, James, if you could show the visual, I just pulled up the uh, CBO's website too, just so people can see what we're talking about here. <clears> World oh, War II, yeah. Tim just talking about, and here's where we are today, and what the hell do we have to show for it? <laughs> Don't no, know. <laughs> just you know, here we stopped uh, exactly. Hitler. Most people, the you know, the the biggest monster, one of the biggest monsters the world has ever known. You know, here we were before all the wars, and you know, somehow we managed to come down afterwards. Uh, you know, because uh, you know we became more productive, we have more productivity. But uh, you know, man, it's crazy, and we're just shutting down productivity. And this is all stuff our kids are going to owe hundreds of thousands of dollars a piece right that our kids are gonna owe that we technically would have to be responsible for now and you see the politicians have no intention of paying this off therefore this is all coming down to the kids right so yeah well well if you look at that line uh, prior to uh 1913 there prior to world war one and you see how flat it is and it was kind of you could extend that way off to the left side of the graph as far as you'd like to see during that time we had the industrial revolution so uh you know not that it was funded by by government debt or by uh, debt at all it, it wasn't it was funded by hard work and uh and so, you know, it's, it's even more sobering, at least to me, to think that, you know, we had some of the greatest expansions of, uh, of uh, standards of living during this time of, of low debt. Oh, my gosh, maybe there's a correlation between low debt and high standards of living. And then, you know, so on and so forth. So I don't know. Um, <clears throat> Uh, that, that's a telling graph. And yeah, it's, it's extremely serious uh, looking what, to me. 
It's funny too, Tim, because by the way, when me and James did the first show that we did for this, we we were trying to figure out the electronics, and we were holding up a piece of paper with this crap. <laughs> <laughs> so we've gotten a little better since. Then. Yeah, unlike the government, we we improve with time. <laughs> that's very good. That's very good. Because we try to get better. Well, that's how we do it. So we'll just keep on doing it. No, 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 that stinks. So we're gonna try something different. We're gonna we're willing to try and fail, and you know. That's that's kind of our thing. My entry into all this was um, being economically hammered uh, back in the the last, uh, the great recession they talk about in the uh, late uh, 2000s, 2006, 7, 8, 9, those those era, those years. And um, so my son had had told me about this place uh, on the internet called Mises.org, and they had an article about, at that time, Japan's <laughs> lost decade. <laughs> now it's like lost 30 years, but who's counting? And uh, and what, you know, caused it, what was behind it? <laughs> because at that time, I was trying to understand just what hit me upside the head here uh, economically, and, you know, why? Why did this happen? And, Furthermore, who who predicted it? Because those are the guys that probably ought to listen to, not these yahoos that never see anything coming. You know, all these people at the central bank, these so-called, you know, Janet Yahoo Yellen. Yeah, Janet, Janet Yahoo Yellen, and um, and uh, and all the people in the in the past, uh, as uh, Bernanke was the guy during two thousand eight, and so. Oh, yeah. Try, you know, of course, his last prediction just prior to the collapse of the real estate market was that it was sound. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, that was his his basically his prediction. And so, um, yeah. So when I when I found out uh, when I went down the, the rabbit hole of Mises.org, then, of course, I got into all the other uh, offshoots of that and started reading and listening and watching old YouTube videos of people predicting this stuff and why, and it's all based on Austrian economics. And so, you know, the whole idea of liberty based on, you know, the non-aggression principle and uh, uh, non, uh, you know, being against top-down centralized planning and for uh, decentralized planning and, and, um, utilization of resources uh and so uh that's where we're at now um or where i'm at now rather um if i, but if you I know, had but, a part but you know but you know i think that's why this show is important you know honestly is because we have to spread the message of liberty so that we don't have tyrannical moves like we have seen with the government on the last on this last go around with COVID. Yeah. well quite frankly i mean yeah. we need everybody not just the people on this show everybody's got to find a way to do something because if we don't it's our future our kids futures everybody who is really looking at at uh, a lot of people who just yes. aren't skeptical of government consolidation of power so it's exactly it's, it's really scary which well, that complacency that complacency is a real problem honestly it really is but we haven't heard from james yet so let's let, let him jump well, in I, i'm here for a whole completely different reason I, jason asked for help and so i you know, in a sense it's my job you know as i'm a county chair and libertarian counterpoint is is a is a libertarian party supported organization right we pay some of the bills the party pays some of the bills for that 
And um, and so in a sense, it's as vice chair at the time, it's my job to be engaged in the community, to help community, you know, spread the message, to help the community achieve their goals. And so Jason says, hey, we wanted to, we want to, we're talking about doing a podcast and, you know, hey, let's figure it out. Okay. You know, <laughs> all right, I'm happy to help you guys figure it out. We had, you know, I had some training from, from, you know, the time on Libertarian Counterpoint. I know Jason had been, um, had been a host there before. He had been a, a part-time host. I'd kind of slid into the role as a new permanent host. And, you know, having to learn how to do that show remotely, well, it transfers to this one. So it helped both. It, it helped both shows. And so for me, it's, I got a chance to help my community, help a friend, help, you know, make two new friends, you know, it's, it's, you know so for me, it was very, it's much, it's much personal. It's, it's, it's a much more personal, it started as a much more personal experience. I just wanted to help. And, you know, I mean, I you got a help. chance to become a knucklehead too. <laughs> I was always a knucklehead. You know, I just asked my ex-wife. <laughs> Just say it. I'm always a knucklehead. So okay, okay. Don't, don't go. Don't go, James. Please don't go. <laughs> me, me, on, our, me and Leon first met on that last show of Counterpoint before the the shutdown, and we were yes. literally talking about you know this type of issue, and then it yes. all happened. And it was like very crazy, and so you know, there's it's all connected. This whole COVID and the podcast and learning to have to do things remotely, and then us. <laughs> You know what, what, James? The biggest irony is when we had that show. The the point of the discussion is whether or not it's cool to even have quarantines of sick yes. people. And then it turned out, hey, we're not quarantining sick people. We're quarantining everybody. The whole <laughs> damn country. The whole damn country. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. We, we call some people essential and some people non-essential. And now we wonder why our society is divided and split, yeah. and fracturing at the seams. Yes. What did you expect to happen? It, some of these things were predictable and it's, yeah. you know, we're in a sad spot, you know, so it's, you know, but we've grown, we've learned and, you know, we're kind of looking towards the future now. And so that's, you know, we've, we've uh, our progress can be, can be a lesson to the country, right? You can learn, you can pick yourselves up. You can go from holding a piece of paper up to try to get your message across to actually being able to put together a, a quality show. And, you know, if we can do it, so can the rest of you. Right. It's Indeed. the rest of you that we, we can clean up the rest of our lives. Yeah. And, and quite frankly, that's a big part of what we're trying to do on this show is to try to interview people who are out there fighting for liberty, who are out there organizing for liberty. And, and we try and get some of their inputs on on their experiences, on the challenges of it, what got them motivated. And so actually, I'm, I'm going to take you through a few of our guests right now so maybe we could get the image up. So some of the guests we, we've done pretty. Pretty great. We got Larry Sharp on the show, and Larry's actually running for governor of New York right now. So we're really excited for him. We certainly hope he does well, and he could be a real signal for uh, the whole country if he's able to to win that governor spot in New York. Yeah, because we <laughs> we just seen such lunacy coming out of both there in California. Um, but uh, you know, we haven't just had him. We had Spike Cohen, who was the uh, <clears throat> vice presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party the last time around. And he is just, uh, you know, an amazing guy who's out there. You really give a great speech for Liberty if you want to hear that guy talk. I, I heard him at Freedom Fest, but uh, he's available online in a lot of places. Um, we had our own Kalish Moreau uh, from, <clears> or <throat> Kalish Moreau, rather, from uh, 
uh, Hanford, California. So it's an actual place where they've elected some libertarians, which is uh, to their city council, which is extraordinary. In fact, it's a majority uh, uh, libertarian city council, which is pretty amazing. Uh, three of the five city council members there are libertarians. Yes. And actually, yes. we're hoping uh, we got to follow up to see if we can get somebody else from that council on the show as well just to, to find out about a little bit about what kind of magic it takes down there to <laughs> get some reason in the government yeah, what's in the water down there exactly yeah, what's in the water yeah. or maybe what's not in the water maybe that's, maybe that's the exactly. yeah. i guess the kool-aid yeah. supply from uh gavin newsom hasn't made it there yet <laughs> but uh uh, you know, we, we've had some others. Uh, we had Dennis Pratt, who is uh, from the Free State Project and in New Hampshire and has been organizing with Porkfest over there for, for their big libertarian events. And so that's those, those have been fun discussions that we've had with him and some of the great changes that are happening in New Hampshire. In fact, well, one of the great things, they, they just got school choice passed on uh, over there because the Free State Project, just for anybody who's forgotten or, or didn't see that show, is uh, um, they... they libertarians about 10 so years ago they sort of identified a small state and said hey if we can get enough libertarians in one place we can get a critical mass so that people can actually see how some of our policies are, are or, or lack of policies in some cases <laughs> right? Just keep government out of things are so much better than the heavy hand of government so the, the, those those were fun discussions uh and recently we had braver angels uh, uh <clears throat> rick hotchner and barbara thomas have been on the show and they were on um uh close to a year ago as well and some of the great stuff that they're talking about it's not so much a liberty issue but it's a free speech issue i mean they just yes. want to get, allow the conversations to happen to have civil conversations between people with different ideas which is you know what a libertarian marketplace is all about i mean that's that's really what we want to see is just people being allowed to talk and ideas to openly flow out there uh you know with respect for one another i even uh, I hate the we, fact that we have to say people should be allowed to talk it, it's it's it, that, that framing is just by itself is just yeah. kind of offensive to me the fact that we have to frame it that way yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rather than people should yeah. just talk, they should they should be allowed to talk. Why are we even having that kind of? A, why are we even having that words together? Allowed to tell, talk. Tell me this. Yeah. Why, <laughs> why why are we even talking about defending free speech, defending the First Amendment? You know this. I mean, these are things that are fundamental to our to our, our, our existence as Americans. Why are we even talking about we have to defend free speech? I find that so incredible. Is beyond me. If you want the honest truth. Yeah, no, but one of the people that I don't know if you you plan to get get there, Jason. But one of the people you you didn't put up. I mean, I know you couldn't put up everybody, but you didn't put up Sam Paredes. Um, uh, we're, Sam we're getting is, to him. Um, we're getting to him. Are we getting to him? Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Like usual, uh, Leon, with our knucklehead noise patrols and everything, you're you're a step ahead of us. <laughs> Uh, uh, but uh, but yeah, as as far as Braver Angels go, we, it's been uh, great to have them on, and we hope to have them on more in the future to talk about all the rest with uh, promoting speech. Um, and uh, <coughs> as far as uh, 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 Libertarian Counterpoint goes, we had our own Richard Fields on, and Richard Fields has has had experience as uh, both a broadcaster and uh, was the Libertarian uh, National Party's press secretary. So, I mean, he's literally been the mouthpiece for liberty on a, on a national level, which is, is uh, you know, pretty cool to get his perspective on the show recently. And 
um, we've, we've also had our, our friend in New York to just tell us what kind of craziness is happening down there. And that's Aaron Comey. Uh, you know, we've talked about all the people trying to escape from both New York and LA, which is, you know, <laughs> kind of, kind of on parallel with all of those, uh, Kurt Russell movies. <laughs> We're living the dystopia today, but, but, you know, Aaron's been, uh, uh, an interesting guest to have, and he has his own, uh, show called Escaping the Echo Chamber, which is all also really key to some of the craziness of today the idea that we have these echo chambers that are are you know we can't get any communication going between people you know like what braver angels is trying to do and sam paredes uh who you were just talking about leon yes. um you know he's uh, a california gun owners association and they're uh tied to uh american gun owners association and um you know it's it's uh, or it's gun owners of america and california gun owners i, I think but um yeah, it's uh, uh, you know he's he's been here to help us understand some of these crazy uh, infringements on the Second Amendment, and you know right. he's a really knowledgeable guy, and he's on the front lines trying to make sure that the government doesn't come and take the guns away like they're doing right now in Canada. I mean, literally, we just turn around, we blink. Canada sees an opportunity for something that happens in the U.S. and immediately decides to start taking their citizens' guns. Send me this thing. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and they're taking handguns away too, which is kind of kind of weird because uh, you know it was sort of a rifle thing in these last. I don't know. It's just craziness on on that side of the aisle. And uh, finally, we we uh, recently talked to with Valerie. Durham uh, of an organizer for Freedom Fest, which uh, at least uh, a few of us are probably going to make it to um, at the end of this, uh, or I mean, uh, coming up in July. Yes. Uh, and and that's actually how we met some of our last guests that we talked about too. So uh, you know, we're hoping that we'll meet some new people uh, there this year and maybe get some of them on as well. Um, yeah, but that's a great place to go hear about some of the things that are happening in Liberty. Um, so uh, so that's that's sort of where we've been. And uh, some of what we're doing, and I guess that segues a little into some of what we're planning to do. Uh, so we're, we're hoping to get a show uh, where we interview people at the uh, uh, Freedom Fest coming up. And so that'll be something we can show here. And then uh, um, and then hopefully we'll parlay those into some longer interviews with some of those people as well. Uh, but that's one of the big plans we have. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, you guys want to talk about any other plans that we're thinking about? I know some of you guys are doing some of that invisible hand work behind the scenes. So maybe, <laughs> maybe James, some of that. James and, I, James and I are doing a lot of work behind the scenes to try to put everything together and, and get everything under one umbrella. We are forming an organization that will encompass, you know, our knucklehead show. We're going to... Yeah, there's uh, some other shows like Late Night Love and all these other things that and then there's going to be a new segment that we will do one of these days involving me. We will do all those, all those things, but all those things are going on behind the scenes. We are making contacts with other people who are going to help us in terms of the marketing of the show a little better to see if we can, you know, spread the message, the message of liberty, which is our intent. We are, we are doing a whole bunch of stuff. Um, James and I are working together quite closely. Maybe he see too much of me, I guess. I don't know. Um, he may be complaining about that pretty soon. Who knows? But um, we, we, are, we are doing a lot of things behind the scene. I don't know if James wants to add anything to that. Well, we're, we're working on spreading the value of human liberty is essentially what we've kind of boiled it down to a few words. And so we're yes. building an organization behind the scenes to support our role in that. And our role is to talk about these things, right? Whether it's from a cultural level, 
you know, the libertarian values, libertarian philosophy from a cultural level, which is what I do on my my show. And then we have the political shows. And, you know, so we're, we're working this from multiple angles. And, you know, you'll see some of that stuff coming up behind the scenes. Like you said, Leon, we've got, we're talking about Leon having a last word. So, you know, for a week, we've got some other, other stuff in the hopper that we're kind of still developing. And so it's a interesting time of growth. We've come a long way from that as Jason said, that piece of paper, hold that piece of paper up to where we're actually <laughs> building an organization that can support these kinds of things. And it's, it's so, been a fun journey to have. Well, one thing that's been a constant over those two years is we're right up against the time. And unfortunately for our invisible hand, that means a little bit of editing <laughs> to make this possible and put on our public access. So uh, in order to save him on the editing, I want to say so long and stay free. Indeed. And we hope to see you for the next 200. <laughs> Indeed, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, always and forever. Thank you for listening to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. Find us on Facebook, 